0: this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bell Ringer podcast. My name is Greg. I'll be your host. Today, we have Don Delaria from Larkin Express Logistics, brand new company, freight brokerage company in Buffalo that Invest Buffalo Nargett helped to bring here and make the business case for Buffalo. The company is going to create something like 50 jobs in the region over the next handful of years. They're a great addition. We're so happy to have them, and I'm so grateful to Don uh, for being on our podcast and chatting about the process. So thank you, and enjoy the episode. So for for those that don't know, what is Larkin Express Logistics? Larkin Express Logistics is a freight broker.
0: Uh, To put it simply, uh, we find trucks for people that need to move stuff. So it's really not a whole lot more complicated than that. Uh, But to elaborate on that maybe just a little bit more, for manufacturers, uh, distributors, anybody that's making a product and needs to have it shipped either to a warehouse or to an end customer, um, we can be a valuable resource. Mostly we move full truckloads, not less than truckload, but full truckload. Uh, We move freight in dry vans, which are the typical box trucks you see on the highway. We move them in refrigerated reefers. Uh, And we move uh, some freight on flatbeds, which are, you know, just as they sound, just a a flatbed with with wheels underneath it. So everything from highly mechanized equipment uh, to, you know, cereal, uh, as (laughs) as the extremes of the example. Uh, But there's a lot of things that can happen in transit, um, which is why uh, many mid and small and even some large uh, shippers rely on freight brokers to take that, uh, that challenge off their plate and, and help them find transportation at, at reasonable prices uh, and make sure that it gets the, from point A to point B in a timely manner. Right. And you have
1: experience in this industry prior to, to Larkin Express,
0: correct? Yes, I have a, a, a handful of experience with, uh, with other freight brokers. Uh, most of my background is actually in other industries. Our um, team, in fact, has 130 years experience combined. Uh, So we have uh, quite a long track record in the industry, yes.
1: Okay. And Larkin Express, for those that don't know, is is a new company to Buffalo. How long have you been open now? Uh, We've had our MC license, which is our authority to brokerage freight,
0: uh, or broker freight, uh, since uh, early January, January 4th, in fact. Uh, We
1: began pulling our first loads in early April. Okay. So uh, a freight brokerage company could really be anywhere in the United States, why did you pick Buffalo? What was the competitive advantage to this region? Right. Well, I'm going to
0: answer that question a couple of different ways because there's, a, there's a more of a personal side to it and then there's a business side to it. So my wife uh, grew up on Grand Island. I've been coming back to visit family on Grand Island for the better part of 25 years. I think I've been to almost every 4th of July parade on Grand <laughs> Island, so I, I, I certainly can appreciate the local flair. Uh, I certainly can appreciate the food uh, that is native to Buffalo, right. the Beef on Whack, the Ted's Hot Dog, whatever, everybody everybody has their favorite, Anderson's Ice Cream. Yeah. Uh, so there's all of those elements. Uh, uh, but more professionally, uh, when, when my partner and I were thinking about places to locate, aside from the fact that I had some nice connections here, we had a few cities that were on the short list. Uh, and we looked at things like uh, one of our most important things was work ethic. And what's the work ethic in the North versus the South, or you know, other parts of the United States? And one of the things that's fabulous about uh, New York and in the North in general uh, is just the work ethic. People come in, they get their jobs done, and they go and they be with their families and they have their other activities, whether that be in the summer or the winter. Uh, I'm a Minnesota native, so I'm no stranger to uh, to you know being active outdoors on a year round basis. So the cold. Uh, and snow and whatnot in Buffalo didn't scare me in the least bit um, it was a little bit of a shock coming from Atlanta I must admit first winter back uh, right. but I feel like I've adjusted now but uh, so the work ethic is is one piece of it um, I would say that as we looked at developing um, uh, more of a case for one city over another uh, Alan Rosenhock and the team at invest were instrumental in help what in, a welcoming us to the city and then B connecting us with uh... people that could help us um, so uh... real estate developers for office space uh... attorneys accountants etc i think just about every one of our professional relationships came as a result of alan or somebody on the team here uh... helping to get us set up in the community so that was another that was a big piece of it and then lastly uh... you know alan and the team were were helpful in connecting us with the folks at empire state development and through uh, an application process there, we were able to secure a $300,000 economic incentive uh, to employ at least 25 people you know, uh, here in the state of New York. So that, that was really, I think, probably what put it over the top and made it easy uh, to say yes uh, to the Buffalo and greater Niagara region. Um, but all things together, uh, yeah, so far we've been very, very pleased. And how did you first get in contact with Allen? I was introduced to Alan, I think, through uh, some connections I had through uh, Z80 Labs. Um, I don't remember maybe specifically the exact person that connected me with, with Alan and the team here. But one of the things I know about Buffalo is everybody's got a guy, right? That's the... <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I took it on faith uh, from a lot of the people that I knew in town. Uh, and It's so, okay, I'll call your guy. Um, well, that resulted, uh, last summer I was, uh, in transition in between, uh, some different things I was doing with startups, mentoring startups, uh, down in the Atlanta area through the Atlanta Technology Development Center. Um, and actually I was up here kind of spending the summer just trying to figure out what the next thing was going to be. Uh, and it, you know, it, um it was a uh you know it was a it was a summer where we were able to kind of contemplate uh you know the next move and so what I did was I just reached out to some people in the community and uh, uh, the folks, um, I'm trying to remember all the different organizations, uh, the t- probably too numerous to name, um, uh, but Marnie uh, w- was was a fabulous resource for us, Jack McGowan, uh, I think, put me in touch with three or four other people, and I ended up having about 17 meetings over a two-week period by just talking to the other person's guy or gal. Yeah. Uh, and somehow through that, that process, I ended up connecting with Alan, uh, and that's... Uh, we didn't really formally connect then, I think, until we got more serious about where we were going to locate the business in the fall of last year.
1: Okay. And and you said he was influential in in the connections to other people throughout the, the process. Did he also help um, build the business case for Buffalo? Maybe not as... Not on the personal side with connections, but you know the hard data is a lot of times what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, that Alan uh, uh, statistic that he brought to my attention was that something like thirty-five, thirty-eight percent of all Canadian freight moves across one of the three bridges within ten miles of here. Uh, so if you're going to be in the freight brokerage business, uh, this is a great place to be an ambassador for Canadian freight, right? Uh, and there's a number of other another a number of other companies that are in freight brokerage that have located uh, in this area. Uh, All, I think, very well-regarded companies, uh, uh, great people. We actually aspire uh, to be uh, very much like uh, some of the companies that have have been in town for five or ten years. And interestingly enough, while they're competitors, there's 16,000 freight brokers in the United States, so it's not like we're the only two games in town. Uh, There's a lot of room for us to play, and since we'll be national, I think, quite honestly, there's very... Little chance we'll bump heads in the local market or anywhere else. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's this
1: is this has been a great experience so far. Uh, uh, Maybe I'll just leave it at that. So, how has the uh, how's the move back to Buffalo? I know you said your wife is from here and you visited a lot of you. Mm -hmm. Settled in here, and we have. uh, Well, we're getting closer. Uh, uh, We are in the process of remodeling
0: a home on Grand Island that's on the West River overlooking Canada. That's a, a, a gargantuan task, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, but adjusting has been great. Like I said, all the people we knew on Grand Island, we probably knew a hundred or so people on Grand Island, um, and uh, through other business relationships, I've gotten to know the greater Buffalo community. What's again, what's nice about Buffalo is that no matter who you need to know in this town that, that can provide a service or something, you're probably one or at a maximum two people away. From from meeting anybody in town, so it's a it's a very friendly environment, very collegial environment, uh, and very professional. Uh, so uh, you know, settling in has been has been pretty easy. Uh, I'm particularly enjoying. Uh, being a, a former Atlanta resident, the fact that the summers here are just a little bit more temperate. Right. Uh, and, you know, you can go out on the on the dock or out in the yard and not just die sweating right. uh, in the summer. My, my favorite seasons in Atlanta were actually spring and fall, uh, not the summer. Summer was was almost unbearable. Uh, uh, but here, you know, the winter was a little bit long, uh, but, you know, that's life. Uh, it yeah. just makes the summer that much better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And you're from Minnesota, right? Yes. So you can get outside and do a ton of things in the winter.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, love to ski. Uh, love to, uh, to just be outside in general, uh, taking up all sorts of new sports here. The One of the uh, uh, gentlemen um, that uh, handles our HR uh, for our company, the gentleman there introduced me to uh, the sport of trap and skeet, mm-hmm. uh, which... Uh, Now that I'm a little older and need to be a little more careful with the activities I partake in, (laughs) uh, I've really gotten hooked. I'm not much of a hunter, to be honest, but I love the sport of shooting targets. So uh, that's been, in fact, I I just saw him last night uh, at uh, one of the clubs here in town. So that's been a a neat experience, uh, something new that I have never done, always wanted to um and right now we're trying all sorts of new things uh again being out on the water and doing other things and it's kind of nice to get back to um a climate that's more familiar to me you know as a kid
1: right and the business community has been really welcoming to you as well i know you had mentioned you talked to our board of directors at a recent meeting and and raved about some of those connections as well
0: mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. yeah like i said uh Almost every person to a fault that I've met has offered to introduce me to one or two other people. So that has made it easy to review. I think we actually looked at three different law firms before we chose one to represent us. That was you know, had unique specialties in our area. Uh, we looked at uh, two or three different accounting firms to represent us and selected one that we just felt the you know the, really the best fit with, and that one that meshed. With what we were trying to do, because as as you probably know, um, Greg, we've um, we have a model for this business. Uh, We're starting rather small uh, with a very small dedicated experience team, but we're starting with a model that we know that we can scale to a much larger organization. So while we may be, you know, a half dozen people today, uh, we have designs on being, you know, 10 people and, and uh, 25 million, really more like 17 million in revenue by year two, and growing that to 50 million, maybe 50 people and 100 million and over 100 people by the fifth year. So uh, we look to be here for the long haul and having professional um, companies that can represent us for the long haul are important to us. And we feel like we have that.
1: We touched on the workforce earlier, that was the first thing you, you brought up, and um, I know that was a big part of the reason that you, you chose Buffalo, mm-hmm. and I've heard you talk before and I wanted to get it on, Mike, how the workforce in Buffalo kind of is your competitive advantage. Yes. With your business being yeah. your people, right?
0: Right, right. So uh, again, with there being over 16,000 freight brokers in the United States, uh, how do you differentiate your service versus someone else? And we think a key component of that is we use a, an assessment called a trimetrics assessment. We, and we work with a gentleman by the name of Don, Don Hahn at Hahn Training. Um, it's, it's a, we, the, the assessment that we use, like I said, is trimetrics. It's viable. It's reliable. And it's, it's in fairness, it's one piece of the puzzle. But it's an important piece of the puzzle uh, in that we it helps us uh, there are no right or wrong answers to this it's not skills based it's just a kind of a, an assessment of who you are as a person what makes you happy and what are your motivating factors what gets you up in the morning what makes you happy at work uh, and then we want to make sure that we we place each person that we've identified for a role in the exact role for which they were just they were meant to be so as an example uh, some of our competitors um, uh, there's, there's three primary roles in freight brokerage. There is the, the frontline salesperson who is looking for shippers that need to move freight. Then there is an account manager who's typically the day-to-day contact. And then there's typically a, general, uh, a person in operations uh, that is responsible for maintaining relationships with the carriers and finding the trucks for the shippers. So there's three roles. Uh, all require different skill sets, different aptitudes. And many of our competitors have one person doing all three or they start somebody in operations, then move them to account management and then sales. And I would describe that, um, that one person might be good at one, maybe two, but certainly not all three. Uh, so not only is that model not scalable, uh, but you end up putting people in a position that they might be able to do, but they don't like to do. And then that results in higher turnover. And for us, it's really about opportunity cost. It's not, it's not the cost of somebody's salary, it's the opportunity cost of not having the right person in the right chair from day one. So uh, our competitive advantage will be having account managers who were born to be account managers, having salespeople who, at the end, I mean, the thought of, of me dialing the phone 80 times a day cold is I just can't imagine, right? But there are people that love to interact with others over the phone. They love the challenge. They love the competitiveness of trying to win over a new customer. That's who we want sitting in that chair. And in that operations chair we want somebody sitting in that chair that's good at developing relationships but also good at negotiation because every day we're negotiating the price uh, of a truck and we're trying to do so so that we can make a small margin uh, and still get our customer a freight for a reasonable price so three different skill sets we want to have the right person in the right chair and if I think back to um, quality relationships that I've had with vendors over the years Typically, a salesperson has approached me. I've liked the salesperson. We've connected on some level, and I really got to know that person, and then they hand me off to the account manager, and I say, well, no, wait a minute. I, I liked you. I, didn't, I don't want to deal with the account manager, and the best relationships have, have resulted from people that have the best account manager. So within a matter of weeks, I get to know the account manager. The account manager can do everything I need to know, and six months later, I'm like, who is the salesperson again? Right. I don't even know. So that is a great model to aspire to where you've, and again, the people in those chairs will do great work. They really care uh, and they really take take uh, the time to take care of the customer. Those are things that get noticed by the customer at the end of the day. So having the right person in the right chair, there's lots of little intangible things, but they all add up to, we take great care of the customer. And having the wrong person in that chair is is uh, is, is not a recipe for success. So... Uh, we want to have the right person in the right chair. Uh, we think that's going to serve us well, very, very
1: long term. And you said you just started moving freight in April, but yeah. I know you've heard good things from those that you've worked with in the in the short time since you've been.
0: Yes. Running. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, we've learned a lot in a short period of time. Uh, We have done business with companies that are 100-plus-year-old companies, um, which is unheard of for a company that is brand new out of the gate. But it's a testament to the quality of the people that we have on the team. Those same companies have already provided feedback that they've enjoyed working with us, and they've enjoyed uh, the fact that we've been able to either bail them out of a tough situation where you know, customer needed product tomorrow, they just happened to have it, but they didn't have a truck. Uh, and we found him a truck. Uh, and so that's where that's where we can provide value, you know, transactionally on a day-to-day basis. But over the long-term, of course, we were, we're more interested in, in providing long-term value, helping people secure trucks on a very regular basis. So um, I would say, like I said, the response has been phenomenal so far from the customers that we've had the opportunity to work with, and we look forward to uh, to working with additional customers here in the Buffalo area and nationwide uh, in the you know, very near future. Mm-hmm.
1: You mentioned earlier uh, Marnie and and part of the entrepreneurial ecosystem here. Yeah, Are you, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't you serving as an entrepreneur in residence for Launch New York?
0: Yes, so uh, as part of one of the other things I do here is uh, serve as a mentor for, I think, three or four companies now here uh, as part of the Launch New York network. Uh, And that's just something that I love to do. That's kind of my volunteerism. Um, I did that also in Atlanta through the Atlanta Technology Development Corp. Um, there are a lot of really bright people around here with really great ideas, and one of the things that we use over there is called the Lean Startup Methodology, the Business Model Canvas, um, which are statistically proven uh, methods to help ensure the success of a small business. It's, it, they actually went back and looked at startups for about a 10 or 12 year period and said, what things are common to the ones that succeeded? Uh, and then they, they created a, a framework, per se, for uh, you know, kind of a recipe to follow. And so we we work with that and and I work one-on-one with a number of clients uh, to help them understand, you know, what do they need to do first, second, third, fourth, fifth. I'd say 60 to 80% of the clients that come to us already have an idea, already have a prototype, but they've never asked the customer if they wanted the product. Uh, which is very interesting because right. uh, they think that they have a pain, everybody else has the pain. So our goal is not necessarily to help them succeed at every single idea. Our goal is to help them uh, vet the idea they have as is it you know is it something that people have that's a high on their priority list will they will be will they be willing to pay for it and will a company be able to, to make a margin at that price point? Um, And so we go through a series of steps, begins with customer discovery and asking the customer what they, you know, what their pain points are. Um, And it it helps people get to and answer a decision point in a very low cost way without spending $100,000 on a prototype of their idea only to find out later, oh, nobody wants it. Let's go ask people if they want it. And then if they want that, then we'll build it. Or if they want something slightly different, we'll build that. Uh, so it's uh, it's a great process. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I get a lot back personally uh, from the program uh, because it's an opportunity to work with really great people with really that are super passionate about particular ideas
1: and have some great technology to boot. Great. Well, you've really taken the the Buffalo model. You know, like jumping in and and you'll be rewarded for it. I think that's something that we talk about internally is. It's hard to convince people of Buffalo until you've been here, and you were here before, but you've done as much as you can to get up to speed and you know, involve yourself in the community, which is, is great, and you're, you're making an impact, and we're happy to have you.
0: Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no, the city, the city is phenomenal. I've been watching the city, like I said, for 20 or 25 years. I think we're just at the cusp of really hitting our stride here. Uh, Employments are great. The economy is good. The people here are great. Skill sets are phenomenal. uh, Particularly within certain sectors, healthcare and sciences and others. uh, I have no doubt Buffalo will be a city of the future.
1: Great. So before you leave, thank you for your time very much. We have a few, uh, our blizzard round, a few hard-hitting journalistic questions. (laughs) If you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be?
0: Uh, Mint chocolate chip is my favorite. So I don't know why, just that's what I'd be.
1: (laughs) <laughs> book or tv show you'd recommend
0: uh big fan of stranger things
1: text or phone call uh phone call bills or sabers oh. <laughs> that's a good one uh, uh bills okay good uh hiking or skiing skiing and last question biggest one chicken wings drumstick or flat
0: uh oh, interesting. So um, my family is uh, a former Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise. Uh, in Minnesota, my dad was the uh, fourth or fifth longest tenured franchisee in the system, had one of the best stores, uh, product quality wise for almost that entire time. We were first franchisee in Minnesota, et cetera. and we just recently closed that down. Wow. Uh, my entire uh, life, I grew up um, uh, uh, eating drumsticks. So definitely be drumsticks. That's
1: the best reason (laughs) I've heard. That's the best backstory for it. There you go. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you uh, coming in. Uh, Thank you very much for having me, Greg.
0: Bellringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for
1: the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.